TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. High fly deep down the line. And tie game. A home run down the line. Two doubles and a home run on three successive pitches. And it's three to three. That was in the sixth inning last night of an 8-3 Twins win over the Angels. This is the Score North first place Twins show on Score North on 1500 scorenorth.com. I'm Rami Makloff along with Derek Wetmore, our Twins reporter. You find his thoughts and musings on the Twins at scorenorth.com. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And if you haven't cut your brakes yet, cut those damn brakes, people. The Twins are doing things. It's happening. It's happening in 2019. <laughs> So cut the brakes. You're trying to sell a couple of t-shirts here, it sounds like. I, we can put... <laughs> cut the brakes. Although... It's happening. We could put cut the brakes on the front and it's happening on the back, but I think that minimizes profit. I think they should be separate t-shirts, separate campaigns, cut the brakes t-shirts. Phil had a great point. The cut the brakes t-shirts have to be sleeveless. Yes. Because if you're a cut the brakes guy, you're, you're, <laughs> With sle- the, you're a sleeveless what shirt the, guy. What, what's the armband tattoo called? The little barbed wire yeah, that wraps said, around the bicep? Either, yeah, that's me. We said either a sleeveless shirt or a shirt with like skin toned sleeves and a barbed wire tattoo going around it. I'll show you both of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, get in on the show at 651 646 8255 because I have a question for Derek and Manny and, and you twins fans. 651 646 or tweet us at North. Now again, I don't come in with the history that that lifelong Twins fans come in with. I'm I just came into the market in January and started following this team closely and sort of getting on the bandwagon. I, I want good things for the Twins. It makes me happy and it's good for business. Mm-hmm. Are you? Is it because I don't have that that when I watch Twins games this year and even when they're losing like they were last night, three to nothing, going into the sixth inning? I'm saying they're going, they're going to win this game. Something, something's going to happen. Like instead of waiting and there, there was a point like this when I was covering the Brewers, there, there was a point like this in the turnaround for the team I grew up rooting for with Chicago Cubs, where you watch them for a long time and you're waiting for something bad to happen. Even, even when there's, even when they're in the lead. And then there's, there's a switch that's flipped when things start going good, where even if they're behind, you're waiting for that good thing to happen. You're waiting for that offensive outburst. You're waiting for that rally that's going to get back, get them back into the game at least, if not take the lead like we saw last night with the Angels. Do you expect good things to happen when you're watching Twins baseball? 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. I, I look back at, I look at this team now kind of the same way I look at the 2002 club in that it, it got to a point during that season where it just felt like it wasn't thinking they're going to go all the way to the world series and they're going to win the whole thing. But it just felt like when they were down late in games that season, it just felt like something good was going to happen. It just felt like that the the team was equipped to be able to overcome, you know, a late inning deficit and make something good to happen. And I'm getting that same sort of sense with this team that it's like, I mean, we're, 48 games into this now and they're 32 and 16 like and they're like legit and they have a what's the run differential right now 80 plus 81 (laughs) i mean that's 
this team is good, man. So like when you when you see them down like they were last night late in the game, you you do kind of have that feeling like, yeah, I'm not worried. They're gonna find a way to win. And, and then even if they don't actually yeah. win that game, you're not discouraged because you feel like okay, it's well, whatever. They're come back tomorrow and they'll get the job done. I don't know if you guys saw it on it was it was Saturday that Buxton hit the Grand Slam, right? Yeah. Did you guys see my tweet before that happened? Yes, I did. I tweeted. I did not see it, but and but this, I'm not doing this. Well, I'm not I doing did. this. This entire, is a, I'm not get doing the rounds this, of applause. I'm right. not doing this entirely to pat myself on the back, but that's certainly oh. part of it. That's genuinely how I feel when I watch this Twins team. Right before I hit that grand slam, I tweeted Buxton about to break this thing wide open, and then of course he did. <laughs> Thank good, you. Good. I appreciate well, it. We're really happy. For but you. I, I tweeted that. I tweeted that because that's the feeling that I have with this Twins team. Yeah. No, that wasn't just I wasn't just pulling that out of nowhere. I'm not a guy who does that all the time. I wasn't pulling that. I genuinely just I have a feeling when even when things aren't going great that they're about to where and there are rules for making wrong calls. So I know you're not one of those guys that would just make 50 calls a game and point out when the one is correct because there are rules against that. I think that's the only shot I've called this whole season. It's pretty good. One for one. (laughs) Thank you. That's a solid uh, weighted on base average. You got going there, Rami. Thank you. I appreciate it. I look at this team and similar to what Manny was saying is that it doesn't really matter what part of the batting order it is. I think that's the one thing that's really yeah. different about this Twins team. It's like when the Angels are coming to bat, if they're down, you're like, oh, well, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and formerly Andrew Then Simmons are coming up. All right. This is our inning. This is our chance. Could be the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, whatever. That's what you have circled as an Angels fan. As a Twins fan, you tell me the point in the lineup that the other team feels really comfortable right now with the lead going into the eighth inning and Marwin Gonzalez coming to the plate. Like, he, oh, yeah. okay, if he's the seventh hitter, fine. It doesn't matter. I trust Marwin Gonzalez is going to put together a good at bat and deliver with a hit. As well, you should. Yeah. I, the way he came through last night with that three-run bomb to tie, it was just like, huh, no big deal. <laughs> that's, the, that's the sense you get. Now, I'm not on this team. I'm not in the dugout, but watching this team... The sense that you get is that they all kind of feel like wherever they're at in the batting order, eh, no big deal. Somebody's going to get the job done. If I'm up there, it's going to be me. If I'm not, it's going to be Jason Castro. If he's not, it's going to be Byron Buxton. On and on and on down that list. That's why this Twins team feels very different to me. So you guys are with me on this. This isn't just my uh, my lack of experience and suffering with the with the Twins organization. This is... I'm not the only one who has this feeling or this notion. I'd that, almost say that enhances that feeling for me right now. Because I've been through years where you're like, okay, if it's not the top three guys, if, if Maurer's out and uh, Dozier's not coming up, okay, well, it's going to be a few innings before they get a chance again. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It's just, okay, they got to go through six, seven, eight, nine, and and then you hope to have a chance. It doesn't feel that way at all anymore. Not only the pinch hit available off the bat, uh, off the bench, but the guys that are coming up that started the game, that you feel like all of them are going to give you a representative chance. Like Manny was saying, Marwin Gonzalez is going to put together a good at-bat. It doesn't mean he's going to go yard every time. He won't. But he's going to fight. He's going to put together a fairly, you know, a competitive at-bat to give you a fairly good chance, get somebody on base, start a rally. That's what they did again yesterday and they just keep winning series and they keep doing it with their bats this team has as i mentioned before as a run differential of plus 81 right now that's, that's sec- ridiculous that's the second best in baseball only to the good. houston astros that's kind of good Astro, wow. th- is will you look up 
Manny, are, are the Houston Astros a good team this year? Can you Google that? You could just yeah search that in your search bar. I'll, I'll do some digging. Yeah, I, let I'm me not know. Get back sure to it. Maybe for good, but I'm, you know. <laughs> maybe for the other side of the break, Did if they we win could the get World that Series back. Like two years ago, I think maybe I don't. know. That's a good baseball outfit. And the longer we get into the season, and you're comparing the Twins with teams like the the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Astros, and legitimately comparing them, it's not like oh hey, there's this one stat where if you squint, they kind of look similar. No, no. This is the company that the Twins keep right now. If it's going to keep up all season, this is going to be a fascinating, super fun summer in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. But the point is that seven weeks into it, it's not a fluke. They are right there with the best teams in baseball, including the Houston Astros. I actually Googled, are the Astros good at baseball? What'd you find? <laughs> uh, they just gave me the standings. Okay. And I kid you not. Google <laughs> just put up the standings. They're just like, yes, here you go. This Deduce for yourself, <laughs> right. idiot. Right. That's kind of what Google was telling you. Here it is, oh, idiot. That, that's really mean. Yeah. But search engines ought to treat you nicer than that. That's so what we're waiting for good things to happen with the Twins. That's where we're at. Even when bad things are happening or things aren't necessarily going their way, we just go, yeah, but it'll it'll turn. Something's I go going to turn. I go into games. Maybe I'm weird. I go into games that uh, like Michael Pineda is starting, and I'm I'm coming at it from a little more neutral perspective, I'd say, than than your average Twins fan, and I'm kind of interested. I'm I'm curious to see is Michael Pineda going to shed this uh, sort of rocky start to the season? Is he going to continue the trend of deeper outings? What's it going to look like on the mound for Michael Pineda tonight? But in the in the back of my head, I think ah. Uh, Twins are playing good baseball. It's been a pretty good run. If he doesn't get him tonight, Martin Perez will go do it tomorrow. It, I almost have like a little let off the gas uh, in an outing like last night. And then to make the point even mm. stronger, in an outing last like last night, they come back from three runs down, win it in basically a no contest by the end of it. And that's... <laughs> that's the sign of a really good baseball team. I never considered letting off the gas as a possibility when I cut the brake. That's pretty dangerous when you don't have a brake pedal either. Yeah. No, I'm just I don't even I don't full speed ahead. Yeah, what happens really. if you run out of gas ever? Do you you, you don't ever we run out of gas? We refuel on the move like a fighter jet. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Uh, like a Tour it. de France bicyclist. Something. Okay. You really you should see it in action. <laughs> it's something else. I can't wait till like we, July 15th when you actually are refueling on the fly. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Is this pitching rotation going to run out of gas? Nope. That's, Trevor Bauer. That's the trade deadline. That, nope. That's what I was just going to say. The Marcus tra- Stroman. The, tra- the trade deadline is how we refuel on the move. We don't stop Man. this bad boy. Now that is a foreign concept to me. Moving too fast. That is a foreign concept. That's gonna, not something I'm familiar with. I'm just going to run into something at the gas station to stop this thing? We're flying, baby. When's the last time that the Twins did add? Would it have been 2010? 2010 at the deadline? The first year in Target Field? First time... Since then, anyways, that the Twins made meaningful additions, if you don't count the one start of Jaime Garcia, which yeah. I don't, because you <laughs> traded him right you after that. Him a week later, that's yeah. called selling. That's not buying. And yeah, it was the Matt Capps trade, right? And, yeah, I think so. I'm trying to remember, like, I'm casting back, and the, the, the only trades that are jumping to memory right now, it's the Matt Capps deal. They got uh, Pavano at one point, but. The Shannon Stewart trade. Shannon Stewart was the other name that I was, was going to. Two thousand three, and yeah. boy, he was he changed everything for that. So team in my year. head, that's a fairly recent example yeah. that, that that we're talking about there. But two thousand three is not a short time ago, Manny. That's, no, that's, uh, no, that's sixteen years. That's a fairly 16 long years, time ago. Yeah. That was probably that was probably the best trade Terry Ryan ever made. 
Oh, I'd have to fight you on that because you got Liriano and Nathan in the same trade. Sure, so, sure. I guess I'm thinking like middle of the season, yeah, you know, yeah, immediate yeah. impact sort of move. And but I yeah, wasn't the Nathan deal. Yeah, I wasn't following baseball as closely back then. I was younger, but it's like that to me. The perception, anyways, of it was, oh my gosh, this guy changed everything. He mm-hmm. he made everyone he better. Got MVP votes. Yeah, Shannon <laughs> Stewart did. Like legit MVP votes at the end of this for playing a half a season with the Twins. That's if you, how, that's how impactful he was. If that you year. would have said that preseason that this guy, this left fielder with the A's, whatever, was going to be receiving MVP votes, it'll be with another team, but he'll get MVP votes at the end of the season. You would have been drug tested. Mm-hmm. Somebody would have slapped a, a a drug test on you and said, "Are you sure you're okay?" And anyways, the Twins have the potential to make a trade or two like that this summer. And it doesn't have to be hope this goes right. They can really, to borrow Rami's metaphor, they can really slam their pedal down and put the gas to full speed by sending out legit good prospects for a really, really impactful player. Push the pedal to the floor and let's go. Shannon Stewart in 2003 finished fourth in the AL MVP voting. Wow. Well, and that hey. was the year that Alex Rodriguez wanted for a last place Texas Rangers team. <laughs> Ali is a good hitter. Ali tweets all of us. They got Orlando Cabrera at the 2009 deadline. Cabrera, that's oh, a good yeah. one. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, and that was a really good Twins team. 2010 was a really good Twins team. And since then, I mean, been a lot of wandering through the desert. Been a lot of waiting for when is this team going to be competitive again. I guess the good thing is the wait is over. We we don't have to sit and reminisce about you know why or should we wait for the other shoe to drop or anything like that. This summer is for real. This Twins team's here. They're going to add at the deadline, and so now we can we can just remember those years and you know say a quick like goodbye to the 2011 to 2018 streak of losing. Really, if you know. It went to one playoff game in that stretch. And am I the only one, and I know last night what we saw from him has not necessarily been the norm, but am I the only one who's okay with Michael Pineda as your fifth starter? I'd like to improve that. You would? Yeah. It, it, I mean, he's a fifth starter. It's not You're not going to yeah. have a staff of, of aces. Yeah, but it just felt like so much tightrope walking to me last night that I think, and I don't mean it needs to be somebody different, like Michael Pineda is within his rights to pitch better. I, He's allowed to do that? That's within the to rules be better. of okay. Major League Baseball. I checked because I'm doing some collective bargaining research, so I read through it, and that's that's not prohibited. That's good to know. Michael Pineda pitching better than what he's done so far this season. So if it's him improving, that's some internal lift that the Twins would get. That'd be nice to see. If they need to go in a different direction, whether it's someone in their minor league system currently or adding somebody from outside the organization, I think he would like to see that spot improved. Because I I love what Jake Odorizzi's given him. I love what Martin Perez has given him. But I don't think those guys are both going to finish with sub-three ERAs. That's just... It's possible, but it seems unlikely. I think a round three is realistic for both of them. Uh, that's it, That'd be a great season, and you'd take that if you're the Twins. Hell yeah. I think if those guys start to fall back, even just a little bit from what they've given you, which has been excellent then you'd like to see the whole thing rounded out a little bit better. I'd like to see Pineda be better personally. I mean, yeah, I would if if he can improve, but I mean, I don't I don't feel the need we were talking about moves to make at the deadline. I don't necessarily feel the need to go out and get a starter. I think that's at the top of a lot of people's list when we talk about your wish list for the Twins and what they might do between now and the deadline. It's really not I mean, for me, add an arm or two to the bullpen and whether that's 
Craig Kimbrell, whether it's a trade or whether you have some really good arms in your minor league system right now, who whether they're starters or relievers could come up and you add them to that bullpen as sort of a, a secret weapon that, that can cover two or three innings for you in a crucial spot of a big game. Just for me, just bolster the bullpen, and I'm ready to go to battle in October with this team. I kind of want to see if what we're seeing from Martin Perez will continue up until you know the deadline. Yeah, I, it's it's seeming like that like this is a legit thing because I think we've seen enough of a sample size to think that it's possible. But I kind of want to see if this. I don't need to see better Martin Perez, but I want to see if this current Martin Perez is going to continue into into July. Yeah, I'll take that even a step further. Like I, I do think he's going to come down a little bit, but if he does, that's a, still a good pitcher. Yeah. Keep it to a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'd like to see. If this performance drops off even just a little bit, that's still a really good pitcher. You can live with that at the middle toward the top of your starting rotation if you're the Twins. What you don't want to see, obviously, this is... Captain Obvious, if I've ever been one, you don't want to see this completely fall off a cliff and then be like, oh, that well, that first six weeks was nice, but what a mirage that was. Danny and I had had Dan Hayes on Score North Sundays uh, this past Sunday morning, and we asked Dan about Martin Perez and like, is this going to, you know, is this going to keep up? And, you know, Dan told us that he's he talked to a few scouts and those scouts have told him that they think that this is this is a legit thing like he has, you know, and it's mainly because of his cutter. Like his cutter has been has been the difference and the reason for the primary reason for his success. And so and though he said that those scouts think that this is a this is a legit thing for Martin Perez, like this is gonna continue. I think so too. I think the cutter's yeah. a huge part of it because he's getting swing and miss. He's keeping he's able as a lefty, he's able to run that cutter that just runs towards a righty. He's able to run that in on their hands, and yeah. that's like a different look that you haven't really seen from Martin Perez. Almost like uh like a like a tight slider, but it doesn't have that dip that you would see from a slider where it drops vertically so much. It's just it's a runner, and that's that's a tough pitch that helps you neutralize the opposite hand if you're Martin Perez. The other thing that needs to be pointed out is that like he went from ninety two, ninety three, maybe to ninety five, ninety six. That's a big, big jump. Velocity matters a lot, especially for those starting pitchers who are going to have to face some hitters too. Definitely. Definitely two, sometimes three times throughout a game. And if you have 92 and some movement and you can spot it, you got a pretty solid chance to be a good pitcher. If you've got 96 and control and movement and multiple plus pitches, enough to keep guys guessing on every count, it's that's that's where you get sort of unhittable level sub three ERA Martin Perez. We're going to talk with Rhett Bollinger, who uh, used to cover the twins for MLB.com. Now he covers the angels for MLB.com. He's coming up at 140, but on the other side of this break, speaking of pitchers, it's time to play everybody's favorite new game show. Yes, I've heard this. Did the twins bullpen do its job? That's right after this on score North on 1500 and score North.com. It's the score North first place twins show. The Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. Stores.
Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business? Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. I've become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins Twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. And this portion of the Score North Twin Show, that is the Score North First Place Twin Show. Yeah, get that right. I know, right? Uh, Is brought to you by Nelson Marine. Make it your best summer ever with a new boat or pontoon from Nelson Marine, Highway 61 in White Bear Lake. You know what that music means, everybody. It's time for America's favorite new game show. Did the Twins' bullpen do its job? And now, here's your host... Derek Wetmore! That's right, everybody. We're going to play Did the Twins' Bullpen Do Its Job? After an 8-3 win against the Angels, you'd think that they did, but let's go player by player and figure it out. Rami, Manny, shall we? Yes, let's, let's do, do it. it. I have to switch out of big voice guide into like... It's always a difficult Judge switch. mode, and it's really tough. <laughs> really tough. I just want to do that voice as much as I can possibly do that voice, but it would get really annoying... If I spent the whole segment talking like this. Give it a try, man. Give it a try someday. Not today. Not today. I didn't sleep well enough last night for that. (laughs) Not today. All right. Michael Pineda goes six innings, so they turn to the bullpen. And Matt McGill and his uh, mid-90s fastball and hard breaking ball uh, comes out to face 7-8-9 in the Angels batting order. Doesn't give up a run. I'd say he did his job. I would say that is doing your job, whether the score is tied, whether you're ahead, whether you're down by a couple and trying to keep it close. Not giving up a run is doing your job. I I know it's not a huge sample size. I really like what I see from Matt McGill. Man. I like I like Matt McGill a lot. Really like what I see from him. And it's one of those that it's like yeah, the potential is greater than what you've actually seen. So I always like to say I like that kind of guy. Like if somebody's stinging the ball, for example, on offense, I, I like to say, oh, I don't know, I see good things coming. Because then you look smart, right? If he hits a double next time up. That's Matt McGill for me. His his stuff looks like good pitcher. In fact, they were talking about on the broadcast last night. Uh, Latroy Hawkins and Dick Bramer on Fox Sports North were talking about he has the makings of a of a late inning arm. Right. I know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because keep in mind he was in a you know Twins lead there facing seven eight nine. It's not like the the highest leverage situation in the world. Right. But the stuff is all I'm saying. I'm completely with you that I th- I think there's a good pitcher in there. For the purposes of this year, I feel okay if Matt McGill is is part of your bullpen. And yeah, I I like to have two or three really good arms to bring out of your bullpen for high leverage situations. I don't think he's that, but if he's the fourth or fifth guy that you bring out of your bullpen, I think he can definitely produce up to that level. Life is good. Uh, Another one of the guys that I think they were counting on preseason, he comes into the game with a five-run lead in the eighth. That's Trevor May who got to face Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and Albert Pujols. Good luck. Go get him. (laughs) But at the same time, a five-run lead, you feel a little comfortable. He walks Mike Trout 
I think he got squeezed on the plate, but that's another story for another robot umpire segment. I don't blame you for walking Mike Trout. Yeah, that's that's fair too. Intentionally or unintentionally, I don't blame you for walking Mike Trout. Yeah, I I think he got squeezed a little bit, but who cares, whatever. That's the best player in baseball. Shohei Otani grounds out, and then Trevor May struck out Albert Pujols to end his day of work with a just a scorching high fastball. Uh, He handed it over to Taylor Rogers. So the point being, he got two outs in the five-run game, got through the most difficult part of the Angels' order. I would say that's Trevor May doing his job. He did his job. The Twins bullpen did his job. Taylor Rogers comes in to face the lefty, Cole Calhoun. Rogers pitched yesterday, so you're wondering, well, how long is this outing going to be? And plus, the aforementioned Trevor May just got through the toughest part of the order. Rogers comes in to get the lefty. One pitch, one out. Night of work is over. Taylor Rogers shut down any potential threat in the eighth inning there with the Twins holding to a five-run lead. I would say Taylor Rogers did his job. I told you as we were starting the show today that I, uh, for the first time in a long time, because I'm a night owl, I don't have a hard time staying up late, but for the first time in a long time, I did not make it through a West Coast game. I, I made the stupid mistake of laying down on my couch. That'll like, get you in every like the time. seventh inning. Every, every time. time. Did they bring it? Was it with two outs that they brought yeah, in? Yeah, two Taylor outs. So, so, so May gets his two outs facing that tough trio of Angels and then Lefty coming up. So they went and got Rodgers. Rodgers, I don't know like how long he would have gone. I certainly don't think he was going to be four out save guy with a five run lead after pitching the day before. But I guess I was. <laughs> you got to be pleasantly surprised if you're the Twins that like one pitch. And you oh, got yeah. your job done. Go get that's the lefty. About, that's about all you can ask for. So I think he did his job. I think it's safe to say Taylor Rogers did his job. Last guy coming our in. Next contestant? Mike Morin. Uh, last time that the Twins faced the Angels, we talked a lot about this guy because he was in with the game on the line, the biggest spot, biggest hitters coming up in the Angels order. This time, not so much. He came in to face six, seven, eight, five run lead in the ninth. Mike Trout's. In your rearview mirror. Shohei Otani's in your rearview mirror. Albert Pujols is in your rearview mirror. Just get through this game without giving up five runs and tying it. And another part of your job, key there if you're Mike Morin, is to get through it without warming up Blake Parker. <laughs> let, right. let Blake Parker have the rest of the this night complete off. Complete night off. That's your job. He did it. I would say it's inarguable. Mike Morin on, let's see, what was that, Tuesday? Mike Morin did his job. He did his job. And the Twins' bullpen as a whole? I think it's pretty safe to say that if every reliever in the Twins' bullpen did its job and you won the game, that the Twins' bullpen as a whole did its job. Twins' bullpen did its job. Hit that music, Manny. Big announce, big voice guy needs to do the outro announcement. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to America's favorite new game show. Did the Twins' bullpen do its job? For producer Manny Hill and host Derek Wetmore, I'm Robbie Maklovs, and thanks for listening now right back to the Score North First Place Twins Show on Score North on 1500. We'll keep it right here, folks. We'll keep it right here. That was really good. We are not going to a commercial (laughs) break. We will keep it right here. One of these days, because I think we should just keep playing this game throughout the season. Yes. Win or lose. I mean, I think there are going to be days when the Twins bullpen doesn't do its job. Right. So we'll point that out. But I think there's something like... 27 and 1 when leading after six innings now. So, for all the angst, and you know, sometimes justifiably so, there's some tightrope walking that's going on out there. For all of the angst, you would think that this bullpen is just trash. And I think it's fair to point out that it's not. It's been like most nights, the good pitchers in that bullpen do their job. I feel like the perception of bullpens is so thrown off by baseball fans nowadays because of the way that they're used. Bullpens are almost always 
the ones in the game when games are won and lost. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because teams don't stop scoring runs after the first five innings. <laughs> runs will be scored after the first five innings. Sometimes leads change. Exactly. And more times than not, it's it's a, it's a bullpen guy. It's a reliever who's on the mound when when that happens. So at, at, so when, when a loss is, is chalked up to a reliever, people go, oh, our bullpen sucks. They lost us another game. But when in reality, that's that's just what that's how baseball is nowadays. Sure. The bullpen is almost always going to be the one to lose you the I game. I always... Uh, well, when I'm when I have the opportunity to be in big league clubhouses, I'll make that joke to uh, a Taylor Rogers who last year would come in. Um, this is maybe when like Trevor Hildenberger was closing. Rogers comes in in a one run game, holds the opponent scoreless in the eighth inning through the heart of the order. The Twins score three runs in the top of the ninth, and then Hildenberger closes the door, and the Twins win. I'd try to walk by Rogers's clubhouse locker. On the way to probably talking to like uh, Joe Maurer or whatever, Brian Dozier, um, maybe that's a bad example. The starting pitcher always gets talked to by the media, and I'd walk by and be like, well, you didn't suck tonight, so we're not going to talk to you. <laughs> because that's the life it is. of a big league reliever. If you do your job, you are invisible. No like one referees. Co- nobody talks to They're you. They're like referees. Right. But if you're Joe West and you throw three people out of the game that affects the outcome, you're going to believe that there's going to be a reporter down knocking on the umpire's dressing room saying, hey, could we talk to Cowboy Joe West real quick? If if you do your job, you are invisible. And when you don't do your job, it's always a very, very, very visible outcome because really, effectively, you lost your team the game. It's kickers. In, in in the NFL. Yeah, that's another great analogy. Good. If a that's kicker good. comes out, that's good. Adam Vinatieri comes out and goes four for four in a game, chances are the media, they're not talking to Adam Vinatieri after the game. Right. Maybe unless he made like if it's you the, know, game the, win, the, winner, the right. winning kick of the Super Bowl or sure. something, then yeah. But, <laughs> sure, can I get a quote? But boy, if you're if you're Daniel Carlson last year with the Vikings and you missed three, three field goals in, in Lambeau, then yeah, everybody's going to want to talk to you and say, what the hell happened? One difference I would point out from baseball, and, and maybe it's not every team, but this Minnesota Twins team, um, and last year too, I mean, I'll throw Paul Muller in the exact same category that I'm about to put Rocco Baldelli. If Taylor Rogers quote-unquote blows the game, let's just say, it's going to happen from time to time. I mean, mm-hmm. even the best relievers, that it just happens. That's baseball, that's sports. Uh, if that happens, Rocco Baldelli and Paul Molitor before him are going to say some version of this. You know, it was a tough night, but you win as a team, you lose as a team. Raj has been so good for us for so long. Yeah. We trust him. If there's an opportunity tomorrow... He's fresh enough to go. I want the ball in his hands with the game on the line. He, he, there's, say, some version of that. Rocco Baldelli would. I know Paul Molitor would before him. Whereas the difference with Carlson is Mike Zimmer will come out and say, yeah, our kicker needs to make a few more kicks, and I wish he didn't suck so bad. Mike Zimmer comes out and says, did you see, did the, you game? see the game? Did you yes. see the game? Yes. <laughs> Just imagine Rocco Baldelli, as supportive as he is of every single one of his players. You can't even crack a joke about one of his players because – He's on team player. He doesn't care yeah. about the media one-tenth as much as he cares about the guys in that clubhouse, and that's how it should be. Uh, you you couldn't even imagine Rocco Baldelli opening up his post-game press conference, TV cameras on and microphones in his face. You know, I managed a pretty good game today. I felt like me, Shelty, J-Ro. I, I feel like we all put the guys in a good place to win, but boy, did you see Raj... 
dribble down his leg in the ninth <laughs> inning there. <laughs> you were you were watching what you see. Or like a, a reliever gets sent down after a bad performance. And they're like, Rocco, why would you say so-and-so got sent down? He's like, did you see the game? <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you did see you, the game? Did you see him give up five runs in that inning? Did you watch the last ten outings when he's been trash for us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't exactly picture Rocco Baldelli treating his relievers in that way. But in the way that... It's invisible when they do perform well. They're exactly like NFL kickers. I wanted to a little bit uh, different sport, I guess. Before we catch up with Red Bollinger, formerly covered the Twins from MLB.com, now covering the Angels from MLB.com, wanted to uh, touch on just some quick news and notes with you, if we could, Derek. First yes. of all, we have a Mitch Garver update. I understand Mitch Garver. Yeah, we should be very excited about this update because. He is one of the best hitters in the Twins lineup. We thought he was going to be gone for a long time. Derek Falvey joined the FSN broadcast yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I heard him tell those guys that Mitch Garver was able to do some light jogging, and he hit off a tee. I assume that was at Target Field, because I know he didn't go on the trip out west. So, holy cow. High ankle sprain to a couple days later, basically. He's out there. That's great He's not doing sprints. He's not doing shuttle runs or anything like that. He's probably not scouting, or squatting behind a plate and catching a bullpen or anything like that. But for him to do something that even closely resembles baseball activities this soon after that injury, that's I think a that's sign. a great, great sign for the Twins and for Mitch Garver. And we have a scheduled return date for Nelson Cruz, correct? The word that I keep hearing is Friday, so the Twins are going to have an off day. They'll, they'll play tonight. It's a little bit earlier, but for some reason, the Angels never let you play an afternoon game on getaway day. So the Twins are going to play 8 o'clock Central tonight, get on a plane, head back for the Twin Cities. Off day Thursday, Friday at Target Field. I believe that Nelson Cruz will be back on the team if all goes according to plan with the Twins. Awesome. And this this next guy I want to mention, this might be a, a bigger conversation for another day, but what do they do with Luis Reyes? Great question. How do you send this guy down? I mean, it's a short sample, but how do you not love what you've seen from this guy so Doesn't far? he have like eight hits and 13 plate appearances or something like that? I don't know. Do you have the numbers offhand? I don't have them right in front of me, but the the fact that he's getting like multiple hits every day, hits his first home run yesterday. How excited was he for that shot, by Dude, the way? I haven't seen somebody get around the bases that fast <laughs> in a long, long time. And if you're the Angels, I think... You might be tempted to be like, why is he showing us up like that? To Seven hits and 12 at-bats. There you go. You yeah. stretch the lead to, I think it was, I think his shot made it 8-3, to three, if I'm not mistaken. And boy, was he excited after he hit it. But then, like, you can't get mad at that. That that he, He's been dreaming about that shot for, like, 16 years. He finally works his way, grinds and grinds and grinds, gets up to the big leagues, and then hits it out. I don't care if it is a five-run game. He was pumped up for Did that. You see, Eric, are you implying that... Somebody should be allowed to have fun playing baseball. It's a weird concept, no but I think we should that. come around Guys, on it. there's no place for that. Luis Arreas game, right? has cut the brakes. You don't, should be on Team Luis. Don't be disrespectful with your fun. <laughs> all right? Don't be disrespectful to the game with all your fun. It was a fun moment, and not only offensively, but he played third base last night. He's got a good arm. He Cannon. made he made one throw across the diamond that I was like, wow, who threw that? Yeah. There was a couple, well, I think it was a couple nights ago where he turned a double play that did not look like it was going to be turned just sure. because he... He has a cannon attached to his right shoulder. Good arm. I heard this spring. He was in Major League camp. I don't know if it was his first camp. I assume it was because he's only 22 years old. So he was in Big League camp this year and down in Fort Myers. I kept hearing that you can trust this guy at multiple defensive positions. I know he's only 22. And the bat-to-ball ability is there already. No doubt. They were talking about the fact that he doesn't really have a ton of power or hasn't shown a ton of power in the minor leagues. Yeah, that's I find, fair. I find that 
because you look at the way he's built, when you have guys who have that that kind of build, who have the bat to ball ability, the power sort of comes just sort just naturally over time. Yeah, it could, and I don't know how much more he's going to fill out. Like that's I. I'm not uh, great at projecting that kind of thing forward. I didn't think Jorge Polanco was ever going to be a big, strong guy, and here we are. He's he's a big, strong he's guy. He's a pretty big, strong guy. Yeah, Luis Arias, is, he's, he's just impressive to me. It was interesting. It caught my eye when they put him in the big league clubhouse in Fort Myers. They put him directly between the lockers of Alex Kirilov and Royce Lewis. Sitting right in the middle mm. there was Luis Arias, and I was like, who's this guy? I mean, I'd heard the name, and I knew the stats a little bit, but... Boy, I did not know him this well, and what an impression he's made. He might have to be the guy that goes back just because it's the path of least resistance to add a Nelson Cruz back to the roster. But boy, he's making that a that he's making that a difficult conversation, isn't he? <laughs> he doesn't put at risk the other guy with options on this roster, does he? Oh, you wouldn't think so, especially not with Mitch Garver down. Right. Okay, good. La Tortuga is safe. safe, good. Don't right. worry about it. That's all I'm worried about. Yeah. Not all I'm worried about, but it's, it's one of the things that keeps you up at night. Number one on my list <laughs> when it comes to the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> we'll hit a quick break. On the other side, uh, Rhett Bollinger used to cover the Twins for MLB.com. Now he's on the Angels beat. We'll talk about both those teams when the Score North first place Twins show returns right after this on Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. Of Minnesota sports, check out our package. ScoreNorth.com. Tampa side. And a misplay by the Angels, and the Twins will score two. Fletcher and Rangifo got all crossed up, and the Twins have added four runs here in the top of the seventh. That was the call on Fox Sports North last night from Dick Bramer in an 8-3 Twins win over the Angels. This is the Score North first place Twins show on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. I'm Rami Makloff alongside Derek Wetmore. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass and joining us now on the phones. He covered the Twins all the way up until last year for MLB.com. Now he's on the Angels beat. Pleasure to welcome in Rhett Bollinger. Rhett, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Different Twins team than you saw last year, is it not? Yeah, definitely. That's for sure. <laughs> last year, uh, definitely a different team. You know, this year has been fun to watch from afar. A lot more power. Obviously, the pitching has been much better as well. Uh, you know, getting guys healthy like Buxton has really helped, obviously, a lot, too. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely night and day compared to last year. That's for sure. Yeah, Rhett, this is Derek. Good catching up with you, man. Um, Shohei Otani looks like the Angels dodged a bit of a bullet. What can you tell us about the evaluation after he was hit in the hand and then <laughs> obviously right back in the lineup last night? Yeah, they were lucky on that one. That was kind of an embarrassing play itself, too. The fact that not only did he hit his hand, uh, he struck out on that play. You know, the 94-mile-per-hour pitch uh, from Rodgers. Uh, they've been trying to, trying to attack Otani inside a lot so far. A lot of teams have with fastballs um, as he's first come back. That one, he swung through, hit him on the hand. It got him right on the finger, right on the ring finger on his right hand. Luckily, it was just a little bit of a bruise. He was back in there last night. He got a single to right field. Um, still a little sore. You know, it never probably feels too good to get hit right there on the you know, finger, you know, on a 94-mile-per-hour pitch. But at the same time, uh, feels good enough to play. They're not quite as fortunate with uh, Anderson Simmons yeah. with his uh, ankle sprain. But uh, definitely, uh, you know, got lucky there with Otani. I've never been hit with a 94-mile-an-hour fastball on the finger, but it just it doesn't look very pleasant. It doesn't look comfortable. So I'll, I'll take your word on that one. It's probably a fair assumption. I'm assuming yeah, maybe right, you... Though. I think there's, there's 
got to be some cages down there somewhere in Minnesota. <laughs> you know what? We have one in Bloomington, but it only cranks yeah. up to 85. So I'm, Ooh, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to. I bet Mackie, if you can ask Mackie, I bet Mackie can throw 95. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ask him. Uh, I, I look at this team, Rhett, right now, and the Angels were one of my preseason picks to be a wild card team. Obviously, I thought the Astros would win the division, but I thought, you know what? They've got some good things going there. Otani comes back at some point really adds to that offense, even though he's not going to pitch this year. That's just, there was enough to like that I thought they might be able to get past their sort of weaker pitching staff. Um, I also came into the year looking at the Twins as a possible wild card team because I thought the Indians would start to run away with things. We, we know that hasn't really happened, and the Twins are winning literally two out of every three games these days. So as I almost look past the wild card stats here in Minnesota. Is that what the Angels are talking about? And what's the feeling like in the clubhouse or in the fan base about the wild card hopes with the Houston Astros living in that same division? Yeah, exactly. You're right. And even the same thing, kind of coming into the season, I thought Twins and Angels were kind of similar in that they were both kind of teams that were, you know, kind of maybe mid-80 win teams, uh, you know, kind of best cases, kind of wild card teams. Clearly the, you know, the Twins are better than that. Uh, you know, I underestimated them. Uh, you know, still early, but, uh, you know, with the Angels, the big thing, too, is just been the injuries. You know, the very first, right before the start of the season, they lose Justin Upton, one of their main bats, uh, to a, a broken toe that's kept him out all season. Uh, you know, Andrew Heaney is their best starting pitcher. He's been out all year. Uh, you know, he has suffered an elbow injury in spring training, so that's been tough for them to kind of weather. Um, so I think right now they're kind of trying to stay afloat, stay around 500, maybe make a run. Uh, at the second wild card, because right now you're right. I mean, the Astros right now have already had two different, you know, winning streaks with at least ten games. Uh, wow. so they're already running away with the division, and I think the Angels are already like ten games back. So that's not going to happen. So I think right now the hope is that you know Heaney comes back. I think maybe as soon as Sunday, Upton's getting closer a few weeks away. But now they lose Simmons, who's their probably their second best overall player in terms of behind Trout, just a two-way player to the Simmons defense. So. They're in a tough spot right now, and I think fans are definitely frustrated because they've seen, you know, Mike Trout, you know, has only been in the playoffs one time since he's been there, and they lost, you know, to the Royals in three games. They looked across town, the Dodgers are, you know, run away with the division again. So I think there's a lot of frustration with Angels fans for sure. Talking with Rhett Bollinger of MLB.com on the Angels beat now after the Twins beat for a, a number of years. I. I know that they couldn't afford to lose Mike Trout, and I'm, I I love watching Mike Trout play baseball. He's, to me, head and shoulders above the rest of the league. He's the LeBron James of modern-day baseball. But I say that to say this, Brett, that contract, I don't know that I'd give, I don't know that I'd commit that that hard to anybody in the world of sports, that the way that they did to Mike Trout. And you don't have to look far to see why I think that they're dealing with the back end of the Albert Pujols contract right now was there any hesitation on their part before diving into the deep end the way they did with mike trout you make a good point obviously 12 years is a long time um i think the big difference though between this and some other ones is that there was i'm sure a little bit of hesitation just because it is so many years um but the fact that he's 27 so this contract takes him through his age 39 season mm-hmm. obviously you never know what you're going to get in the back end of that once he gets into his mid-30s um but you know the pools contract has not really worked has obviously not worked out for this team but at the same time, they signed him when he was coming off his, you know, age 30 season. And obviously there have been whispers that, you know, Pools could maybe even be older than that. So that's kind of, a, you know, some of the guys we've seen in the past that have gotten those big contracts that haven't worked out. Most of the time in the past, those were guys that got those when they're already in their 30s or getting closer to their 30s, whereas Trout's only 27. And so I think the hope is there won't be as much on the backside of it in terms of, you know, the decline 
And, and by the time he kind of gets to that point, too, the hope is that, you know, by contracts by then, I think other players, you know, will have a lot of bigger contracts, I think, just because of inflation down the mm-hmm. line. So, mm-hmm. um, but 12 years, yeah, you never know. I mean, how's he going to age? But, you know, like you said, though, he is head and shoulders above everyone else, and barring any some sort of, you know, significant injury, um, you know, he should continue to be a pretty productive player. Yeah. There's so much power and speed, uh, you know, that combination. That, you know, at some point, I'm sure he'll move to left field, and it could even be, you know, soon they have a, a big prospect in Joe Adele that they love, uh, who's coming up pretty soon here. He's just been injured this year. So it is a lot of years, and it's crazy to think about that kind of money, you know, $426 million, But, uh, you know, if there's one guy in the league who, you know, you can do that with, it would definitely be a guy like Trout. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to bet on somebody, make it the best player in baseball. Exactly, right? And the guy who's a good community guy and easy to deal with, you know, not going to have any issues with him, you know, off the field either. Yeah. He's going to represent your organization and be the face of your franchise. And be you know going to the Hall of Fame as a you know as a as an angel. Yeah, exactly right. Rhett uh, Rhett Bollinger is our guest. MLB.com covers the Angels for that team. Twins are going to finish the series out there out west. Then come home, have an off day before hosting on Friday at Target Field. Rhett, you knew this team uh, just as well as anybody else, and they changed a lot over this past winter. At the same time, you went and took over the Angels gig. When you were doing your maybe your prep for the series in Minnesota and then again this one in Anaheim, who maybe stands out to you that's been a, such a big difference or maybe the biggest surprise, I'd say, that you've witnessed with the 2019 Twins? That's a good question. I mean, one of the guys that surprised me so far, he was actually pitching tonight, Martin Perez. I didn't know what they were going to get out of him. Um, and he's been obviously very good for this team. Uh, I, I've been surprised just how good Polanco's been. I've always, you know, been high on Polanco and thought that he'd be a good player. And then, you know, last year had the, you know, the, obviously the suspension for PEDs that really hurt the club, um, you know. And this year he got, you know, his extension. And I thought, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does. And sure enough, he's probably been, you know, the best shortstop in the, in the American League, if not baseball. So um, he surprised me just how much of a big step forward he's taken. The fact that, you know, he's, he's almost like surpassed, you know, Buxton and Sano, who are always the guys ahead of him. Um, so that surprised me in a sense. But, yeah, I think just overall, it's just amazing to see how much this team has been so resilient. And just, it seems like, what, they haven't lost three games in a row all year and haven't really lost a series all year. It's just crazy to see uh, this team find so many different ways to win, so many different players. Uh, yeah, it's been fun to watch. Are you buying that, that it's for real, this Twins team? I think so, just in the sense, too, that even if they're not for real, they have, the division is so bad that they can beat up on the Royals and the Tigers uh, you know, and the White Sox enough that they can still have a pretty good cushion. I mean, obviously the Indians have the same schedule, but now the, you know, the Twins have a little bit more of a cushion ahead of them. Um, so I think, you know, worst case, I think they're a wild card team just because uh, the fact that their division, you know, they have the easiest schedule the rest of the way out. Before the story I saw on ESPN. So I, I do think that they're in good shape. Obviously things can change, but I do think right now the way they're playing, obviously some guys, you know, are playing probably a little over their head, but I do think that um, they have enough depth finally this is a you know legitimately good team. That is Rhett Bollinger. He covers the Angels for MLB.com after a long stint covering the Twins and our guest for the last few minutes here on the Score North First Place Twins show. Thanks a lot, Rhett. Appreciate it. Rhett, great talking to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Good to have Derek. Thanks for having me on. Yep, sure. There's Rhett Bollinger. I almost did it again. I did it earlier on Purple Daily. What's that? Where I get done with a guest or a caller on the phone, and instead of hanging up on them, I turn off my microphone. Oh. I don't know what it is. Every time. Well, you know, 
first year in radio, it makes a lot of sense. Right, so yeah, just I'm, rookie kinks to work out. That's I'm, new, I'm fine. new to this thing. I'm new to this whole radio thing. I don't know. You didn't get to get to know Rhett from his time here, but great, great dude. Covered the Twins awesome for a long group. time from like 2011. So actually, shoot, I should have. I should have given him this grief when he was on the phone, but it was clearly the curse of the Rhett Bollinger. When he started in 2011, the Twins went into the toilet and resided there yeah. basically every year since. He goes back home to Southern California to cover a great Angels team, and boom, the Twins are back, and we're doing a Score North first place I mean, Twins you could show. chalk it up to Rhett leaving or to me getting here, whichever whichever one you want, because I think you tweeted out over the weekend that everything I touch <laughs> That's in right. the baseball world right now is turning to gold. Cubs, Brewers, Twins, all in the top 10 of Buster Olney's power rankings over the weekend. Of every power rankings you'd look at. Yeah, yeah. Well, look. I think there's something to your theory. Confounding variables we're never going to know. We right. can't go. We should have te- We should have had a control season in between Rhett's departure and your arrival. Now we'll just have no way of knowing. <laughs> it's either Rhett or me. This has nothing to do with Falvey, Levine, Baldelli, Cruz, Johnson, Scope, James Rouse, Johnson, Byron Buxton, Byron Buxton, Martin Kepler, Martin Perez. <laughs> Eddie Rosario, Polanco, Garver, CJ Crone, CJ Crone, Jason Castro. <laughs> None of them Mitch had any Garver. No, maybe him. I'll, Luis Reyes. I'll, I'll share, give it to I'll Luis share Reyes. some of the spotlight with La Tortuga. That okay. I'm willing to do. But the rest of those guys, you get none of the credit. This has been all Rami Makhlouf. That's who's doing this for your Minnesota Twins. Make that a t-shirt. <laughs> wow. Wow, that was fun. It's fun catching up with Rhett, and that Angels team does look like it's fallen on a little bit of hard times, despite a lot of good players over there. He mentioned the Justin Upton injury, now Andrew Simmons. Haney's maybe coming back soon, but boy, if you were worried about wildcard competition... If you're the Twins, one, stop worrying about that. Yeah, you don't have to worry about a wild card. <laughs> Two, it's a little bit watered down competition now at this point. So I think focus on the Indians, win the division, and you're good. There's six teams in the American League right now who have a legit shot at making the playoffs. Am I right about that? I wonder if you could go a little deeper than that. Could you include? Only, I think there's only six that are over 500 right now, right? Yeah, six or seven? Yeah, Texas is 500, and they're the uh, one, two, three, seventh team. So, But would you include Oakland as a team that has a shot? Possibly. And I'd still say the Angels have a shot. Like, they could be a wild card team for sure. Get Simmons back. That's a good lineup. Get Upton back soon. It's early in the season. I shouldn't I shouldn't put it that way. But like, I haven't even checked the standings yet. Oh, yeah. We're that's still right. a week it's away not, from, it's not June 1st. from Check the Standings Day. Derek I'm looking forward to celebrating it. that with you guys, by the way. Are we going to do that live on the air? That'll be good. You look at the standings for the first time. Right. Wow. Would you look at this, guys? Whoa. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. That in, like your, your game show voice, too. Now it's time for Derek, <laughs> it's time for Derek to, check to look the at the standings. Like a bear crawling out of a cave after a long hibernation. <laughs> hey, if you enjoyed this, check out all our twins programming, including uh, contributors like Glenn Perkins, Pat Royce. Just get that score north mobile app and check out all our twins programming subscribe to your favorite podcast the more you listen live the more points you get to earn rewards for Derek and manny i'm rami saying thanks for listening